Coming to you from the empty halls of McGrath High School, this is the Viral Buzz. My name's Jordan Brame and I will be your host. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Viral Buzz. Here we are, seven weeks in, and it seems like there might be a light at the end of the tunnel. I heard some rumors this week about the school possibly being canceled for the rest of the year after the long weekend, and then starting back early at the beginning of August. And while I'm sure there are many of you who are ready for a break, the rumors turned out to be just that. And Dr. Dina Hinshaw announced this week that we will carry on with classes until the end of June. With that in mind, many educators are starting to look to the future and are beginning to worry that we are prepping ourselves for a perfect storm when we all get back together again. One of the most difficult parts about being an educator is finding ways to make the content relevant and meaningful to all students regardless of age or ability. One of the many challenges we face is learner readiness. Not all kids are in the same spot. The fear is that this learner readiness gap is going to get larger and wider. And that when we come back from summer holidays, we will have some kids that took a six-month break from any type of learning, unless, of course, you count video games, and others that spent their spare time on YouTube mastering principles of quantum physics and calculus. Now, how to handle these new challenges is going to be interesting. As necessity is the mother of invention, the necessity of our current situation just might force educators to reinvent themselves, reinvent their practice, and maybe even reinvent the process of learning within the classroom. There was a tragic misunderstanding in Lethbridge this week. The Coco Vanilla Galactic Cantina, which opened in January and has been struggling as a result of the COVID-19 restrictions, came up with a plan to drum up some business on May 4th. The first Monday in May, the first Monday in May this year is a date that is somewhat of a holiday among Star Wars fans. May the 4th as in, may the 4th be with you, has been dubbed Star Wars Day. And the, Coco, and the Coco Vanilla Galactica Cantina decided to capitalize by dressing up one of their workers in an authentic stormtrooper suit and had them patrol the streets in front of the establishment. Some well-meaning citizen noticed the stormtrooper's standard-issue blaster and called local RCMP to report a person walking the streets with a firearm. Police cruisers arrived on scene with guns drawn and demanded that the stormtrooper drop their weapon and lie on the ground. Now the trooper, a 19-year-old employee who had never even seen a Star Wars movie, was terrified. Partly because her visibility inside the mask was limited. And partly because lying down is a pretty big task in that suit, which takes 20 minutes to put on and that you can't even sit down in. Officers were happy to provide a little help for her. As she was forced to the ground, she received a bump to the nose, causing it to bleed. As is usually the case in one of these instances, a bystander pulled out their phone and began videoing the scene. The girl can be heard crying in the video as the officers stand next to what was probably obvious at that point, a toy gun. This was an unfortunate experience for everyone involved, and many keyboard warriors took to Twitter to voice their outrage at the treatment of the girl. And while it's easy to see how this situation could have been handled much differently, perhaps it was the memory of the recent shootings in Nova Scotia that left 22 dead over a 14-hour period where many of the same people were upset that the RCMP didn't do enough. It's a glaring truth that on both sides of the gun control issue, 
People are upset with the way things are being handled. This point has been brought to the forefront of the news this month as the government, in response to the shooting, enacted a ban on assault weapons across Canada. To one side, this was a great victory, a step in the right direction. To the other side, it was confusing because many of the firearms listed are hunting rifles. The irony being that these weapons are best used in long-range situations, not face-to-face -face confrontations. The result is that the gun ban feels more like a step sideways, or at worst, maybe even backwards, impacting most heavily the law-abiding citizens that are not causing problems. So, what is the right course of action? Should we forcibly disarm anyone carrying anything that resembles a firearm? Or wait for the first gunshot before we react to any violent situation? I remember when I was in high school, I had a friend that had built up an online business buying and selling high-powered replicas airsoft guns used by the military for training. There was an abandoned schoolhouse a little ways out of town that had been overgrown by trees. The roof had long since rotted away, but the rubble of the walls and the cover of the trees made for epic war games that would rival any contemporary video game. Each Saturday, we'd dress up in camo and paint our faces and play in the woods for hours. On one of these occasions, we were all hunkered down surrounding a clearing when a police cruiser pulled right into the middle. Before we realized what, what could have happened, we all stood up, all still holding our, our replica weapons, and I was close enough to see the fear in the young officer's eyes as he saw what looked like 20 fully camouflaged and well-armed soldiers appear as if out of nowhere. As he reached for his weapon, we all had the good sense to drop our toy guns and put our hands in the air. Fortunately, the experience ended in smiles, but I learned some very important lessons that day. First, don't put yourself in a situation where you can be seen as a threat. Just don't. I don't care if it's Halloween or opening day of hunting season. In a society that's hypersensitive about firearms, we need to be extremely careful. Second, give police the benefit of the doubt. They have an extremely hard job and many times they're just trying to make it home to their families at night. We can spend all the time we want second-guessing split-second decisions. But the thing that's important to keep in mind is that hindsight is always 20-20. Alright, let's move on. Renee Butler took a few minutes to chat with me about quarantine weddings, student engagement, and life after the virus. All right. Well, I'm here with Renee Butler, who teaches lots and lots and lots of language arts here at McGrath High School. Um, now, Renee, you, I feel like your experience um, over the last couple months has been different than most. Um, all of us have been affected with our, with our classrooms being empty, having to learn how to teach remotely, among other things. Um, but you also had a wedding in there. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how this has impacted your life? over the last couple months? Yeah, absolutely. So when they closed the school, for me, that meant two things. One, I needed to figure out how to best help my students learn online. And two, that meant possibly no more wedding that we've been planning for the last couple of months. So when we found out um, with the closures and everything, we had to make a decision if we still wanted to go ahead and get married on March 28th or if we wanted to put that off. And just see how things went with the virus. But uh, we decided to go ahead and get married and we had a really great day. It was definitely not what we planned. We never would have planned it that way. We only were able to have 15 people with us and we had family members that weren't able to come. My 
husband's sister had just got back from traveling and she'd been in Germany. So she was in quarantine and wasn't able to come to our wedding. And then I have a brother who lives in the States and of course the borders are closed. So he wasn't able to come up. And those are just a few of the key players I feel like in our wedding that missed out. But um, hopefully we'll be able to uh, celebrate with them down the road a little bit. We're looking forward to that. And we are glad we went ahead and got married. Um, even though it wasn't what we planned for, it turned out great. We had a wonderful day and things went okay. And I feel like I can say the same thing for school. It's not it's not how we would have planned it or would have wanted things to go down. But, you know, we're doing okay. Things are working out. That's crazy. Just, uh, I feel like that's one aspect of this whole thing that is really hard for me to wrap my head around. I mean, like I can get kind of like remote teaching. We've been working with flipped classrooms for a while. And so, you know, like it, we're used to the idea of connecting with students digitally. Um, but man, yeah, like to have your wedding <laughs> to be changed so much, that's, that's just, that's crazy. Very crazy. Um, do you feel like there was any silver linings with the whole experience with it being smaller? Do you feel like it was, there was any way that you could say, you know, like it was kind of cool because of this or was it all just like, oh man, this sucks. Oh, I think it was great. We, we look back on that day and we are, we're okay that we had a COVID-19 wedding. That's what we, we call it. We call it when we talk to people, we said, you know, we had a COVID-19 wedding. It was what it was. And I feel like the silver lining there is, um, the people who were there were people that we really loved and we're really glad that could still come. And then it helped us to focus on, focus on what really mattered that day, which was that we uh, love each other and we're excited to be getting married and that, our parents and few siblings that were able to come could be with us that day. So it kind of slowed things down and made it be so we could just focus on what really was most important that day. And that was getting married and being with some of those people that we really love. That's awesome. So with the, uh, with the transition to online learning, um, tell, me, tell me a little bit about what your experience has been. Um, how have your students responded? What do you feel like is going well? Um, and maybe what are some, some setbacks that have been a little hard to deal with? Well, first off, I'd like to compliment our McGrath students. I feel like they've been very flexible with the change and they have really worked hard to make this be successful. I feel like they are patient as we learn how to navigate this new online learning and they ask the right questions and are involved and try to do the things they need to to be successful and to help us teachers be successful and know what we can do to help them out. I feel like maybe a roadblock that we've come into is just not having that face-to-face. -face. It's really changed the dynamic of teaching and uh, it's hard. Like sometimes I'll get an email from a student. They may, might send me one at seven or eight o'clock at night and I don't see it till the next morning when I log on to my computer. So they don't get that instant feedback. Whereas if we were in the classroom together, they could have just asked me that immediately and got that feedback right away. And yeah, I miss, I miss the dialogue and being able to talk to students face to face. I feel like that's a huge loss, but you know, we're doing the best we can and I think we're getting there. We're getting by. Yeah. I know that, I know that for me, I, I feel the same thing that it just seems like it kind of slows the natural dynamic of teaching down. Um, and, and it goes from, like you said, like being able to give instant feedback to it's sort of like the long play, like, like it's almost like <laughs> communicating by carrier pigeon, even though it's the internet, but it does seem yeah. like there's sort of a turnaround time. Well, you know, like I send my message and wait for them to get it. They send their message and wait for me to get it. Um, it, it definitely slows things down. 
Um, I, I know that uh, like with with language arts, there's there's lots of pros and lots of cons to to online learning. I feel like with language arts, some of it's a little bit easier. Like if we're um, doing a novel study, students are able to tackle that on their own a little bit easier than maybe with some of the math problems that are out there. But I feel like we still have some challenges with uh, writing um, or any of those tough questions that come up in connection to a novel that students aren't getting on their own. I feel like just come right back to what I said before with there's no that instant feedback from teachers and communication within the class, like with group work and whatnot is not as uh, strong right now, even with the group discussions that are going. So I feel like there's still a challenge because there's so much communication and talking and discussion that goes on in LA that's been lost and hard to replicate even with right. the online learning and the discussions that are going on with that. Right. Um, uh, with your classes, do you feel like there's been any one assignment or um, maybe a group of students, any experiences that have really stood out as like, there might be a light at the end of the tunnel, there might be, uh, uh, you know, like we're, we're actually getting somewhere? Like, is there um, specific student work or specific assignments that, uh, that students have done that have helped you to see that, like, this is a positive thing, that they're adapting and they're figuring it out a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the first assignment that I put out to my students was, how has the coronavirus upended your life? And me and Mrs. Cusick worked on that one together and sent it out to the LA students that each of us have. And the purpose of it was to just respond in a creative way to the coronavirus and the changes that have happened. And uh, that assignment gave me a lot of hope for online learning because I got back so many amazing pieces from students. They really took that and the online learning and created some awesome stuff. Uh, one that in particular that stood out to me came from JT Smith and he created a video and the cool thing about his video is he started out with going through all the things that we have lost because of the coronavirus. You know, we're not in school anymore. We aren't able to go out and socialize. We can't play school sports. We're not able to go to the movies or go swimming. He just highlighted some of those things that we have lost. And then about halfway through his video, he switches gears and he says, okay, so all these things are lost. Now we have to improvise and then goes into, all right, so what can we do now? What are the positive things that we can focus on now? And I feel like that's just so important with our situation right now. He really captured a powerful message through his video. You know, even though we've lost all these things, there's still a lot of good that we can focus on and some improvising that we can do to make our situation even better. So I thought he yeah. did a phenomenal job with that. That's such a that's such a great message for all of us, right? Because yeah, like this, I mean, no one knows better than you <laughs> that Absolutely. like the impact, <laughs> the the way that this can impact your life and your plans and you know everything. But you know, I, I feel like this is a real defining moment for us individually as a community um, and, and as human beings. Really, is like how do we respond to this? Um, do we let this be something that defines us? Do we let it be something that knocks us down or do we adapt and find ways to, to spin it in our favor, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like when you take that attitude that JT has captured here and try to improv improvise and make the best of the situation, sometimes things turn out better than you ever could have planned. Like I feel like my wedding, we had a great day. We never would have planned it that way, but man, it sure was a special memory the way that it, it did turn out. And 
yeah, so I feel like that improvising, it really is important in this situation, and I feel like it, it'll make us stronger in the end and help us to keep a positive mindset going forward. Well, and think, too, about the perspective that we'll have coming back to the classroom. I feel like there's going to be a lot of students, there's going to be a lot of teachers that approach learning differently now that we've seen this side of learning. Um, you know, you'll have more appreciation for the time we have in the classroom, um, the resources that we have, the instant feedback, all of those things, right? Oh, absolutely. And I feel like um, when we get back in the classroom, I know I'm going to be so excited to see my students back again, and I hope they'll be excited to see me again. And that's really <laughs> going to give us a, some powerful, powerful start to the school year next year, I feel like, because we'll all be ready to get going again with uh, face-to-face learning. Right. Yeah, I think that that's definitely something that we'll we'll all be looking forward to. Now, next year, what's your what's your last name now? Because you're, you're not going to be oh. Miss Butler next year. Right. I'm Mrs. Asland. Mrs. Asland. Yep. Very very exciting. So next year, the kids can look forward to all sorts of uh, positive new things, and the least of which being that uh, you'll have a fancy new name to go with the uh, all the other changes back in the classroom. So. Oh, absolutely. And I have some kids already calling me by that last name. So we'll be ready to go when September comes. (laughs) Nice. And you're moving up in the world. You're going from B to A. So, you know, you just get called that much quicker. Oh, absolutely. A good place (laughs) to be. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. Well, Renee, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me and uh, and our listeners uh, to kind of share a little bit more about your story and uh, your experiences with your students. All right. Thank you again, everyone, for tuning in to the Viral Buzz. Be sure to send us an email and tell us what you thought about the show. Feel free to tell us what we got right, what we got wrong, and what maybe you think we could do better. If there's any topics or things that you'd like to have covered on the show or questions that you'd like us to dive into, feel free to send that in an email to mhsviralbuzz at gmail.com. While you're at it, don't be afraid to subscribe to the show and Hit that furthest right star and give us a review. That's it for now. Thanks for tuning in. You guys have a great week and we'll see you next Friday on The Viral Buzz.